Welcome to Mud Season, a Vermont podcast that cuts through the mud. I'm your host, Leah Kelleher. Good morning. This is Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. I'm Rick Singeri. Defunding the police. We heard that phrase a lot last year around the country and in Vermont following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. New city and town budgets were proposed across the state and voted on during town uh, meeting day. Now there is sufficient data on local police funding for us to see how the defunding efforts affected those budgets. UVM Center for Research on Vermont has been compiling the numbers and its report is out today. Joining us to let us know what they found are two of the researchers who worked on the report. First is Valentina Chohansky. Valentina, welcome to Vermont Viewpoint. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And also with us is Katie Rector. Katie, it's great to have you here as well. Hi, it's great to be here. That's great to hear. All right, listeners, if you want to ask our guests about the data they collected on municipal police budgets, you can call us at 244-1777-877-291-8255. You can also email vtviewpoint at radiovermont.com. Katie, what data was collected for this report? Yeah, so we collected about 126 pounds worth of data over the past Uh, about a year. Um, And over that, we collected the population and the fiscal budgets for the past four years um, and just collected to see the increase and decrease and just look to see what was going on through the past four years. And Valentina, why was this a project that the Center for Research on Vermont decided to take on? Well, the Center for Research on Vermont is interested in a lot of broad issues, the conversations we're having about the country. And as you know, Vermont is a really special place. And so the center is really focused on looking at these broader conversations and seeing how they're playing out at the town level. And so we did this project looking across towns, across cities, across the state, and seeing how police budgets were changing or if they were changing at all. Mm-hmm. And Valentina, in collecting the data, uh, was it as simple as getting the town warnings or select board minutes uh, or were there plenty of calls to town clerks uh, to complete the information in the in the report? Oh, there was plenty of calls and <laughs> we're really grateful for um, all the clerks and town administrators who were willing to help us compile this data. But I have to say it just... It's harder than you might think to to find all of this data um, just across towns. It doesn't say that in the report, but I kind of assumed it, uh, judging from the, the amount of information uh, that you were able to collect. Katie, um, you mentioned uh, 126 towns in the report. Now, since town meetings were rescheduled in some places, uh, some budgets get voted down. Did this affect uh, being able to collect all the data on a timely basis? Yeah, so we actually had a first wave of researchers doing research a few months ago, and they were able to collect about 90 towns. And because of the budget changing and passing and um, not everything being finished, we had to continue the project at a later date. So, yes, it definitely affected um, the time it took to collect all the data. And there still weren't many budgets that were finished and still don't have data for, which is kind of unfortunate. But I think we have a fair amount of time to on the topic and have enough data to continue our research. 
And then once you got that data in, how long did it take to kind of grind through it and, uh, you know, do the, run the numbers? Um, it definitely took a few weeks to get through the numbers and find what data was standing out and what, what information we could grasp from what we found. And I think finding like the towns that had more of a, like more than 10% change in their budget was, it wasn't that difficult to find, but once we did, it was very interesting. We had about, um, 14 towns that had a more than 10% change in their budget, uh, throughout the fiscal year 21 through 22. And then we had about 10 towns that had more than a 20% change in their budget over fiscal year 21 and 22, which was very interesting. Yeah, it is. Valentina, uh, policing in Vermont's towns come in, it comes in different shapes and sizes. So what are the different ways public safety is conducted around the state? Yeah, so like you said, it, it can look different for every town. And we really, really got um, got used to tra- trying to figure that out as we're going through town budgets and annual town reports. So for some towns, that looks like one constable, a couple constables, um, going to have a smaller budget for that. But other towns might have a mix of um, county sheriffs, their own police departments, contracting with the state police department. And so all of these things can contribute to large differences in police service spending for a town. And the other thing is these, these lists aren't always um, explicitly written out in a line item in the budget. So it's sometimes hard to decipher why one budget might be so much higher than another. Um, another thing that we um, look at for, you know, possible discrepancies in our data is that some towns include in their police budget, um, you know, benefits or overtime, um, and that's not always listed whether or not it's included in the budget. So these are all things that, you know, if you see a town and you're interested in this data and why a town might have changed, it's, you know, it's police spending. These are things to look into. And, you know, sometimes it might not be listed on the town website or in the budget. So that's something that, you know, might might be worth a call in or talking to someone from the town administration. And Valentina, uh, did you find any pattern with how funding has been affected for cities and towns in Vermont um, if they have their own police force as opposed to using county sheriffs or uh, using the Vermont State Police, was there any trend in in one of those specific areas? Yeah, I can't really speak to any any trend on that in particular, just because there is a lot of variation between towns, and like I said, there's different combinations of um, law enforcement that towns have for themselves. So there's a lot of variety in that. Uh, and then, Katie, you know. Uh, talking about trends, uh, did you notice any trends uh, when you compared how Vermont's small towns uh, altered their police budgets as opposed to the larger towns and cities? Yeah, so we looked a lot about um, the money of per capita police spending, and you can see that in the larger, most of the larger towns had larger police spending based on because of the population size, and um, so. Obviously, with a larger population, you'll see like a, a larger gain in police spending, more people to cover. But it was definitely interesting to see the variation between small towns and some spending a little bit of money, but you're not sure why. And then larger towns not spending as much money and seeing how they're spending their money. But we obviously, as Valentina was saying, there's so many variations that go into why these 
what's going into these police budgets. So we can't really speak on everything that's happening, but there is definitely a trend with larger towns spending more amounts of money, and but also there's small, some small towns spending large amounts of money that we don't really know why, which is interesting. Okay, but um, and I understand that's an excellent point. But how about with uh, the changes um, where you know uh, rises in in um, in budgeting you know have occurred as opposed to uh, uh, decreasing in budgets? Uh, was there is it happening more in small towns, big towns, or is there no trend line really that uh, that indicates it's happening anywhere specifically? Yeah, so of the um, towns that we saw more of a 10% increase, they were it varied between if there were budget towns. So we had some larger cities like Montpelier and East Montpelier that had an increase in budget, and then but also smaller towns like Granville, Wilmington that had also had an increase, but are smaller towns compared to Montpelier and Waterbury also had an increase, which is a larger town, and and then we have the town of Stockbridge, which had. Um, the highest increase that we found, which it was 1,363%. Wow. And Stockbridge is not a particularly large town. Um, So that is what seems to be a bit of an outlier. We've got Dale joining us from Burlington. Hi, Dale. Go right ahead. Good morning. Morning. Um, Excellent. Excellent topic. Um, Just uh, a question that I have is, did any of the municipal police departments before they started or municipalities before they started hacking the police budgets ever contact uh, this group for data on what was actually going on out there? And specifically, has Burlington uh, contacted you at all about uh, how the effects of going from close to 100 police officers down to now around 67 or so has affected crime in the city because living in the city, I can tell you crime is on the rise in a big way. Just wondered if that was part of the data collection. All right. Uh, thanks for that uh, call and question, Dale. Um, who wants to handle that? Uh, Valentina? Yeah, I can, I can. Handle. I can take the comment. Sure. Um, thank you for for asking this question. And to be honest with you, I would say I'm not sure, but I don't think that Burlington in particular has reached out to us for the state of state of project. Um, I will say that would be a question for the director of the center, for me to jump Vermont, um, Richard Locks. But to be honest with you, the research that we do at the center is not generally centered on Burlington. You know, we want to take our time to focus on towns that might not have a lot of press elsewhere. And so Burlington, obviously, as you know, does have, um, you know, a number of a number of press sources looking at them and keeping track of what's going on there. And I'll also say that this project is, you know, we collected data on how police budgets are changing, changing right. over time. And we're focusing on the percent change from the fiscal year 2021 to 2022, looking at the per capita spending. There's a lot of variation with that. We can talk about it later. Mm -hmm. But one thing we're not looking at in this particular project is why the towns are changing. You know, that would be a qualitative part of this project that isn't included here. And so we really can't comment on why a town might have changed. You know, this isn't linked to crime rates or anything like that. So. 
and and Valentina uh, to further that point. This is specifically, as you mentioned, uh, budget figures. This does not reflect in any way crime figures. That would be a completely different um, research project. Am I right about that? You are correct. Okay, um, Dale. Great questions, and um, it does bring up, of course, uh, the question you know for a need for that kind of study. Um, but just so we're clear, um, this is not uh, doing that. This was very specifically looking at the budget information, which is now is collected, and they have this body of work. And Katie, um, you know, Valentina touched on this, but you also um, tried to stay away from um, why the question of why uh, these budgets were affected in the way they were. Am I correct about that? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just hard to tell with so many budgets and going through and finding out all the specifics, especially because not all town budgets are the same, obviously. And we just, not all town budgets put in all the information of what they're spending on, how they're spending it. As Valentina mentioned earlier, some include benefits, some others don't. So it's, it's just hard to judge where this is coming from. Uh, and Dale, I'll mention one more fact. Um, this this report is just coming out today. Um, so towns, cities like Burlington um, are just going to be receiving this information where they can look at and see uh, this snapshot of what's happening around the state. Um, and so uh, they might have questions uh, afterwards, uh, might even have, um, you know, you might even hear from towns, Valentina, I would think, who say, um, you you know, this budget number was uh, changed or um, here's the actual budget number when we take into consideration things like benefits and overtime. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And that's also something that at the center, we we welcome that. You know, this is a project we have for this particular project. We've had multiple teams of researchers over the years adding to it. So, you know, of course, it's possible that a number was put in before it was voted on, if it was proposed, you know, mistakes happen and we welcome changes and comments from anyone who comes across them. So our report has a section for who you can contact if you happen to find an error or you think there's an error in the data. And Katie, how about if someone wants to access uh, this report that is out now, um, how does someone uh, get a copy of it or a digital copy uh, that they can start to look over? Yeah, so uh, we are sending our report out today. I am not completely sure who it's going out to specifically. I'm sure Valentina knows, um, but in the data, it has all the links to how we found our data. We have virtual maps that you can see with all the connections to the data inside and what the towns are specifically spending and what the population is. So, Valentina, do you want to speak on this? Yeah, so this report is going to be published on the website for the Center for Research on Vermont. Um, and again, that, that should be happening later today. Okay, so great. Can keep an eye out for that there. Perfect. Now, Valentina, let's talk about raw numbers, um, and then uh, we'll talk to Katie um, about uh, more weighted figures that she was touching on earlier. But these public safety budgets, uh, when I look at this information you've collected, they can really vary uh, a lot. So give us uh, some of, uh, again, just the totals, the raw numbers of um what towns on the low end spend on public safety and uh, the totals of some on the high end uh, around the state. Yeah, so just for for easier access to it, 
I'll give you some per capita spending, right? So there's a big range of what what towns are spending, and you know that could depend by population, um, but not only. So if on average we found town residents are spending about 115 dollars per capita for police services, but while that might be an average 115, the range you know could be as high as some towns spending $400 per person, um, and you'll have that in, in several towns and cities, while other towns spend under $10 per capita, some spend, you know, less than a dollar, or some towns spend nothing at all on police services. So that should give you a little touch at the variety of of spending that's really happening. Katie, who are the towns that are spending, you know, at that very low and, uh, you know, zero or $10 uh, per person? Are they in small towns? What do we know about uh, those on the very low end? Um, it is majority so towns. I will say Bolton is their perfect capital spending that we found was zero. Addison was zero. Um, Canton was around $10. Charlotte was around 21 cents. Mm. Um, Fairfield was around zero dollars, so it's definitely the some smaller town. Charlotte is no, known to be a more populous town, but again, it, it definitely changes. It's it's not all based on population, but mm-hmm. as you can see, there's also there's also larger towns that are or smaller towns that are spending more per capita. Like Dover is spending around six hundred dollars that we found. Winhall is spending a little over a thousand per capita which is with a very small population of 600 people. That makes sense. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely, definitely variation. And with a larger budget, it, it definitely changes based on um, population. And it just definitely reflects if, if a smaller town is, you can say they're spending maybe around the same as Charlotte, it could definitely come up as more, per capita spending just because of the population difference. Valentina, you looked at how uh, these budgets have changed. So what were some of the most severe drops that you saw in a town's police budget? What were some of the most severe increases that you saw? Yeah, so as Gideon said earlier, we had, you know, a little over a dozen towns that saw increases of more than 10% and 10 towns that saw decreases of more than 20%. Some of those bigger decreases were in town of Rutland, Underhill, St. Albans City, Arlington, uh, Montgomery, and you know some of the, the larger increases we saw in Hinesburg, East Montpelier, um, Waterbury, Setford, St. Albans Town. Um, and again, just going back to Stockbridge, which is a great you know, outlier we found. Mm-hmm. So Scottsbridge, small town, we had the population a little over 700 or a little under 700. And the increase, as Katie mentioned, was 13,000, I mean, 1,300. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, it's okay. So 1,300% increase. And the per capita spending with that increase was is still $12. You know, so because the town is small, a change would reflect um, the percentage change a lot higher. Um, so yeah. these are all things to look at, the nitty-gritty. Katie, was there anything that you found most interesting or surprising with the data that you collected for this report? Yeah, I mean, I think the most interesting thing to me was I go, I went into this expecting some of the larger cities to be spending more than the smaller towns, and I wasn't, being from Vermont, I wasn't really sure how 
it was going to, I was what I was going to see finding the day that I was expecting the small towns to not be spending as much and to have with the combined police departments in all the small towns. Um, but I think it was very interesting to see that there are smaller towns spending more money and there are, and just the, what the little differences can make. Like in Stockbridge, all they did was add a county sheriff and it had that large increase mm. in the data. So I thought that was really interesting. And Valentina, we have uh, about a minute left. Um, you've now collected the data. It will be released to everyone later today. Um, and, uh, but what happens with the data? You know, uh, once you've collected this, uh, where does it go? What, how do you expand on it? What's your next step? Yeah. Well, so next steps after it's going to be sent out, you know, people have access to it. Um, and we're happy to, you know, answer other questions about it from anyone who's interested. But the next steps for this project itself is, you know, continuing this data collection because a data set like this is really valuable, I think, when it's consistent over a number of years. And so we've had teams of researchers collecting this data for the past few years. And, you know, this this report has 126 towns, but, you know, we're hoping to to continue expanding on that and you know, in the future to keep collecting data for the towns that we have and hopefully more to get an even better snapshot of what's happening in the state. Valentina Johansky and Katie Rector are two of the researchers who worked on Budgets for Police Services, a review of 126 Vermont towns. It's a report compiled by UVM's Center for Research on Vermont. Valentina and Katie, thanks so I'm much. I'm Leah for Kelleher, and you've and been listening to Mud Season. Special thanks to WDEV and Rick Singiri from Vermont Viewpoint. You can hear the original uncut version of this conversation on the Vermont Viewpoint podcast. The link is in our show notes.